Hello, therapists. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Emily Van Dyke. And we are going to be talking about pregnancy during massage. So this this episode is prompted by a listener who is pregnant. So congratulations, listener. And she was just hoping for a little bit of advice around what it looks like to work while you're pregnant as a massage therapist and maybe some tips and tools. And since Becca does have a child, but was not pregnant while she was a massage therapist, I thought it would be really fun to have Emily on the show. And one thing that kind of differentiates Emily from myself, who both of us did work during our pregnancy, was that I I worked for myself while Emily worked in a spa environment. So I think that the combination of our two experiences can help paint somewhat of a picture. Obviously, all pregnancies are a little bit different, um, but paint a little bit of a picture as to some of the common challenges that you can expect to navigate and negotiate while you're working as a pregnant massage therapist. Align with the Massage Business Mama comes to you with a combined 22 plus years experience in the massage biz as entrepreneurs, providing actionable tips and resources you can implement today. Becca, an off-grid living, quirky, trail-running massage therapist, esthetician, and yogi, offers her business and wellness perspective to you with highly caffeine-fueled, compassionate wit. Allie, your hard-working, driven, creative mom, massage therapist, business owner, lover of friend gatherings, all-time annual family talent show winner, brings her drive and business savvy to every episode. So, Emily, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, before we get started, can you just share a little bit about the age of your children and where you were at while you were pregnant, what your what your kind of work environment looked like? Totally. Um, so, right now I have a daughter who's almost three, and my son will be five in September. Um, and while I was pregnant for both of those pregnancies, I worked at a day spa. One thing that I see a lot of massage therapists ask about is how long into the pregnancy mm-hmm. can, can you or did you work? And so I know like I did, I did a little informal poll on Facebook. I interviewed 62 massage therapists and just under 40 of those worked until full term. Obviously some dropped off like into 20 weeks even, but, um, I was among those therapists. I worked until full full term. Did you work full term? So with my son, who was my first child, I worked until 38 weeks. Okay. Um, And then with my daughter, I my plan was to work until 38 weeks and I stopped at 36 weeks. It just felt like I was done. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. I, I think it's funny. I was planning on stopping working. And then so probably I didn't technically work full term because my my son came early. Um, But I had to cancel the day I had my son was the last day I had appointment scheduled. And then I was supposed (laughs) to have like a little bit of a break to nest a little bit. Totally. So I was I was calling clients from my labor and delivery room. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, So was that pretty comfortable for you working that long? So I had kind of different experiences with my pregnancies. My first pregnancy with my son, I threw up pretty much the whole first trimester and it was really hard. It was really hard to get through that first trimester. I was puking in the sink in between clients here and there. I'm like sucking on lots of lozenges and ginger chews and trying to drink lots of bubbly water and just like eat pretty frequently. 
For my daughter, I had a lot my pregnancy was a lot more challenging for me. I puked pretty much the entire pregnancy and felt a lot more depleted. I think that's because I had a toddler that I was taking care of yeah, at home. For sure. And then puking constantly and feeling super depleted. So the second pregnancy was a whole lot harder. I had to cut my hours eventually, which was very hard for me to do slash the right thing for me to do. Yeah. Um, so I ended up working like two hours less every day and keeping the same amount of days. And that just worked better. And how was your employer? They were pretty good about it. I mean, so there was, I felt some pressure and I don't know, part of this was self-imposed pressure, I think, but maybe some from outside too, to keep up the exact same way I had been doing pre-pregnancy and through my pregnancies. So they were really good about it for the most part, but I think there was still this kind of like underlying, is she going to break? Like, is she going to be able to do this? Like, I wonder, I wonder also like as an employer, if it's just, it's not as much in your uh, top of mind awareness that pregnant women might need breaks or pregnant women might not, totally. you know, like it's just that awareness. Totally. Sometimes we aren't aware of what's not happening to us personally. We yes. get so caught up in our own. Yep. So, you know, maybe it was, uh, is she going to break? And maybe it was a just like total ignorance kind of. Yeah, totally. And you know, my employer worked through her pregnancies and I think the way she spoke about working through hers made me feel like I needed to buck up buck and, up and work through mine a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and I will say, like, a lot of that was my own stuff, too. Yeah. You know, like, I remember having some fear in the beginning that I give pretty deep body work. And, like, am I going to be able to give the same depth of body work when I'm pregnant without sacrificing my health and the baby's health? Yeah. And I was. Yeah. But it was a fear. Like, am I going to be able to take care of people and meet people while I'm also taking care of this baby inside of me and myself? Speaking of fears. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of fears when you're, totally. when you're you know, it's like financially, am I going to be able to make this work? Yeah. And um, the physical aspect, like you say, and even one thing that I know for myself that was really forefront was I didn't necessarily want my clients to know I was pregnant right mm. away because I didn't want them to feel sorry coming to me. Yes. And so I definitely downplayed yep. my pregnancy and like wore baggier shirts to kind of ah, try to hide it a little bit until, yeah. until I could no longer hide it anymore. Totally. Um, I ran into some of that. So at the day spa I worked at, I mostly work with tourists, people who I didn't see regularly. I mean, I had a few regulars, but for the most part, it was tourism. And I had a few people react to me when I went to go pick them up in the relaxation area. Like, like, are you going to be able to massage me? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to be able to massage me? Like, is it safe for you to massage me? Like, and would they say that to you? Yes. Yeah. 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 They would say that to me. There was also like an energy f that I could feel around that sometimes. Yep. Like, oh, you're pregnant, you yeah. know? See, and for me, all my clients were, re I totally. was not working on you had a at all. I had a relationship um, and so, I mean, you know, our clients, they feel for us. They care about totally. us. We build these repertoires with them when we do have these long standing, standing relationships with them. So I was like, just didn't want them to know. Didn't want them to be overly sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So I had eight tips that I thought we could go over, eight tips for working while pregnancy to make it a little bit easier. And just would love, Emily, your thoughts too, especially, you know, coming from a place where you weren't really fully in control of your environment. Um, So my first one was to take longer breaks. I know at the spa that I worked at, like sometimes we would have 10 minutes between sessions. definitely. Is that something that you were dealing with? Yeah, so we would have 15 minutes between sessions. um, And I, God, I'm trying to remember. I think I had a longer break, like a half hour break during the day, not just those 10 minutes. I think I had a little half hour that I requested because I needed to sit a little bit more. Um, my feet were starting to bother me, you know, all those pieces. And so I felt like sitting down was really important. I also have to add that I was, I would sometimes get through the body so quickly and do a bunch of neck work (laughs) because I would be sitting to do the neck work. And I'm like, who doesn't love a little extra neck work? This is funny. This is one of my points. So I'll move that point up. So my second point is to use your stool. So to work from a seated position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think you can work many areas of the body totally. from, a, from a seated position. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you have someone who has something going on, like, you know, maybe a knee replacement and you're working, you're yeah. working on their knee. So it's like very focused and you can just sit and saddle up to, the, yeah, totally. <laughs> to that joint. Yeah. The, the longer breaks, they're going back to the longer breaks. I know when you have the ability to make your own schedule, it is really nice to have those longer breaks. And I could often be found taking a nap in my car. Awesome. <laughs> I definitely took naps on the table Like when I would have a longer break or even a half hour, I would lay on the table at the spa, which is what I do in my own practice now too sometimes, and take a full-blown nap. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was taking naps in my car because I didn't want to be interrupted because I had staff working for Uh, me while I was pregnant. So I would just go pretend like I wasn't even at the office. Okay. So number one, take longer breaks. Number two, use a stool. Number three, schedule fewer clients. So just pay attention to making sure that you're not overflowing your schedule Mm -hmm. with clients definitely number four compression socks did you use this tool at all so i never used compression socks my feet never got swollen really my feet would hurt but they never i never got swelling around my feet or ankles yeah i mean and i hate compression socks i've had a lot of surgeries and had to use compression tights that go all the way up but um they really are good at preventing when we're standing on our feet for such long periods of time, it's it's really good preventative maintenance. So something to think about if you can handle it. <laughs> Number five, lower your table. So if you lower your table like a notch or two, it just prevents your belly from grazing over the client. <laughs> totally. When I worked at the spa, they gave me the hydraulic table all the time, which is so awesome of them and yeah. so cool because I could move the table up and down depending on what I was, what was hurting on me or how I was feeling that day or if I wanted to sit or whatever. So maybe that could be a subset. Like if you don't have a hydraulic table, get a hydraulic table. Spend three grand on a hydraulic table. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of my life goals. Me too. (laughs) Um, Okay. Number six, I say keep essential oils handy. And the reason that I say this is because of how sensitive we are to smells when we're pregnant. This is 100%. And so I often would have to, I mean, you know, someone who probably I wouldn't even notice that they had a smell, but when I'm pregnant, like they came from the gym or whatever the case may be. And I would just dab a little essential oil, like right on the top of my lip just to 
Help me not notice it. Totally. I always put essential oil on people's feet when I was pregnant because feet feet don't bother me now, but feet bothered me when I was pregnant. Yep. Um, number seven, I say to layer your clothes. And the reason that I say this is because as a pregnant woman, sometimes your your body temperature changes or you tend to run hot. And so a lot of times I would find myself at the end of the massage just massaging in like a really flimsy tank top but then I would always put my shirt back on because I felt like that was you know not the look I was going for but I wore a dress pretty much my entire pregnancy while working at the spa I had like a longer pregnancy dress and a shorter one and I and they were tank top dresses and I wore those pretty much consistently through both pregnancies even in the winter because I ran so hot well and I mean spa environments they're going to be warm anyways regardless of the time of year totally yeah. And then my my last tip, number eight, is to what, wear a belly band. So I had this belly band that made a really huge difference, and it was just a little bit of extra support down there. The first one I got had Velcro, and it was pretty noisy. So I ditched the Velcro one, and I ended up going with like just a pure elastic uh, waistband. But that, that really helped just relieve some of that pressure and make it a little bit easier to work. Did you? I didn't ever. I tried a belly band at one point. I can't remember which pregnancy it was. It must have been my first pregnancy. Um, and I didn't like it. I didn't like how it felt. Like, it just felt uncomfortable for me. Yeah. So, I didn't do it. Do you know the belly band that actually was the one that I ended up using was, it was it was just basically like a continuous ace bandage. I ended up in the emergency room during my pregnancy because I had gotten sick and got super dehydrated. And they put this... Like I said, it was like an ace bandage, just a continuous ace bandage. And it was so much more comfortable than any of the belly huh. bands that I could buy. Yeah. I I'm, I don't know. Maybe you can buy it. I'll, I'll try to see if I can find it. And if I find it, put it in the show notes. But it was just smooth. It was just, it was basically like, you know, um, stretch pants, like the, the top mm-hmm. material of stretch pants that just kind of sucked oh, everything in nice. a little bit. Yeah. Without any seams or anything. Any other tips that you have, Emily, that you want to... Yeah, I think it's really important for you as a massage therapist to receive massage regularly when you are pregnant. Allie was actually my massage therapist. I found Allie when I was pregnant with my my son, my first child, and I was trying to find someone who would massage me in my first trimester. Yes. Because some places won't do that. Um, I definitely do that, and I know you definitely massage in the first trimester. But I think it's really intense to be pregnant and taking care of people a lot for work. And then you, for me at least, I was like, I'm so depleted. Like I would get, and this even happens to me now sometimes, if I'm not getting regular body work, I find myself getting a little resentful of the energy I'm taking, using to take care of other people. Yeah. And so it's really been important for me in my life and in my pregnancies even more so to get very regular body work to be the person on the table, to be nurtured in those ways. It's so funny. It's been such a long time since I met you, but that yeah. was that was how we That's met. That's how we met. Yep. And um, since it's a beautiful friendship that we totally, have. Totally, um, totally. But um, I actually, my first trimester, I didn't tell therapists that oh, I was pregnant. so you could keep getting a massage? And I, I don't know that I'd necessarily recommend that, yeah. but, um, but I didn't because... In all the research I've done, it's yep. safe to have preg- it's safe to have prenatal massage during yes. your first trimester. Totally, and there and is beneficial. so much 
And beneficial, correct. Yes. And there's so much um, misinformation around this idea and so many therapists who are frightened by the idea of working, especially I think therapists who have never been pregnant themselves. Totally. And so I just, I didn't want that to be an obstacle to me getting the body work I needed. Yeah. And so I just, I didn't share that information with anyone. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. I mean, until it started to become more obvious again. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add one more cool aspect about being pregnant. Um, and massaging is when you have prenatal clients. Yeah. It's just special. There's something special about when you're pregnant and someone else is pregnant. I don't know. Like I, I have moments when I'm like, Oh, there's like two babies in the room. There's four of us in the room right now. There's four of us in the room. And like, I don't know, this might feel out there for some people, but I'm like, are the babies communicating? (laughs) And like, I don't know. Like, I just, like little whales. Exactly. In their, in, their, in their little water pouches. Exactly. And for so many women, pregnancy is a hard, scary, lonely time. I experienced that a lot too. And it was really cool to connect with other women who were feeling that underneath what they were showing everybody. And I think that's really important. I think it's important to be able to be authentic about the experience you're having, even when you hate being pregnant. Which I think which we, we both, both can relate to. Yeah, I hate being pregnant. <laughs> yeah, no, thank yeah. you. I'm done. Uh, it's worth it for the babies, but no more. Um, but yeah, there's something really cool about being around another pregnant woman and supporting them in that way and commiserating with them about things. And I don't think there are a ton of safe spaces for women to share that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to create that slash also get the benefit from that sharing. I think it's so interesting too how my body works changed for prenatal work after being pregnant. Totally, as well. that's so true because you sort of have like more of a felt sense, and not that everybody has those same aches and pains, but generally when you're pregnant, like low back and hips, and you know, and and the feelings like you were exactly. talking about too, the feelings involved because I think that that's. For me, that's the big piece is like we can we can be educated on what might hurt in a pregnant person, but like to actually feel the anxiety yes. that comes with the unknown totally is something that you, you can't really replicate until you've been through it. So. Totally. Another thing that I just want to talk a little bit about too is having a pretty clear cancellation policy. Um, so, you know, if you are trying to work like up until the bitter end, just letting all your clients know who they can expect to contact you, like whether or not they should be calling after a certain date to make sure that their appointment's still on. Totally. You know, things like this, just whatever it is that your cancellation policy is going to be during that period to just have everyone kind of be aware. Obviously, they're, they're, they'll know that there could be changes, but communicating that just helps kind of smooth things. Totally, because the last thing you want to worry about when you go into labor is like, oh no, I have to call every single calling client, your clients like right? I did. Yes, <laughs> totally. I remember I was in the bathtub calling clients, like the <laughs> the labor bathtub at the hospital with all the lights going. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, my nurse and my my ex husband thought I was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I think like we've said, every pregnancy is different. I think holding yourself to some sort of a standard of amount of time you're going to work is just going to create some torture for you. And like like having having that set time yeah, frame in your mind ahead yeah, of time? Yeah, and like just being flexible to where you are in that moment. Pregnancy is 
weird and you feel funny and good and all over the place. And I think that, yeah, just having space to meet yourself where you are, no matter where that is, and holding that as the most important thing. Yes, your clients are important. Yes, your business is important. Yes, your job is important. And like really grounding around what you need to work and keep taking care of the babe inside of you. you I know? think I think that's a really good point. And I think some days you're going to feel better than yes. other days. And, you know, again, you know, this cancellation policy, like I was referring more to the end when maybe the baby was coming. Yeah. But if you communicate with your clients up front, like, hey, look, like I'm, I'm, you know, might have days when I'm not feeling good. And so totally. my cancellation policy is going to be on my end. It's going to be a little bit looser during this time frame. Totally. And if you have a problem with that, like maybe I'm not the right therapist totally. for you at this point, And maybe totally. you come back to me when I'm not pregnant. Yeah. But, you know, making sure that you have clients that are, have some empathy around that, I think. Totally. And I do think if you work for yourself, it might even be helpful to block yourself out on one day a week. Yep. So that you have some flexibility in your schedule to move people around if necessary. Yep. You know? Yep. I think that's a great, great tip. I mean, I kind of think that that's good. I do it anyways. Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> having, having, I like to call it like a flex day where, you know, if something happens, you can move someone. It's it's not a day that you schedule clients, but it's a day that you could move clients For into. For sure. If, you if necessary. Yep. yep. And that's important once you have kids too. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we weren't going to get too much into working after the kids come. That would be like a whole nother episode. For sure. That'd but be like hours, yeah, right? Yeah. All the, the problems that come along with like, you know, when you're breastfeeding and your your shirt gets wet because yeah. you, you're leaking and totally. all that. Whole different episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also important who you're around. Like I, and, I, and when you're an employee, you don't have a ton of control over that. However... There, um, a coworker of mine, Cindy, who is also a friend of mine now, um, she was always there in the morning when I would get to work when I was pregnant with my second pregnancy and I was literally puking all the time and she would just be so sweet to me and tell me what a good job I was doing and like really reaffirm that I have this and that it's okay that I feel like shit and that it's okay if I feel negative and all those pieces that was super um supportive and healing for me to have someone who let me kind of be in that place at work so you mentioned that it's a little harder in a employment situation to find this person but you found that person yeah Yes, yeah. I did. So maybe it's, you know, it's just about seeking out who that person is. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's someone that you call yep. before your day starts or... Yeah, just to be like, I get touched on kind of. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Any other things that you find unique to being in a employment situation versus a self... And Emily is self-employed now. So yes. she, you know, she knows kind of both sides of the equation. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Something that I've thought of before, uh, is that if I was self-employed, I don't know if I would have kept working as long. Interesting. Yeah. Like there, I mean, so there are many things to kind of balance and financially I was nervous about having the first kid and the second kid. And so working felt pretty necessary for me. Yeah. Um, slash, that like kind of pressure to show up was sort of good in some ways. Because it pushed you to do it? Yeah. And there's something about like, I feel like there's something about if I was the one, only one motivating that, that maybe I would have gotten stuck in not motivating that. And 
massage provides a whole lot of great stuff for me as a practitioner. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think maybe I would have not worked quite as much, which maybe would have been harder for me in some ways mentally and maybe easier in some ways. But it was kind of, I think it was good to have like a community of people on some level Mm -hmm. who were like, who I was showing up for. They were expecting something from me. Yeah. And that was actually, and it was hard and good. You know what I mean? It's interesting that you say that because I I think for myself, like I was just in this huge place of scarcity Mm. when I was pregnant and, um, mentally and um my whole mentality was like I just want to make as much money as I possibly can before I don't know what my world like my world is about to blow up yep and I have no idea what that blown up world is going to look like and if I'm going to be able to support myself in this blown up world which I was fine yeah which I was completely able to get back to a, a work balance that allowed me to you know sustain and thrive yeah. and like support myself but th- that unknown piece and I'm a planner I'm a huge planner and yeah. so it was like you know anything I can do to plan beforehand I mean it was ridiculous the things that I planned um, <laughs> I had like 12 hospital bags with like everything oh possible you could imagine um but you know that that for me that was pressure and of course I also I had a staff working for me when totally. I was pregnant too and so you know maybe in some ways that was like you know, you having your coworkers and your employers, it was like, you know, I had to show up for them. Um, so maybe there were some similarities there, but it's, and it's interesting. And I think this brings back another point that, you know, regardless of whether you work for someone, you work for yourself, all the pregnancies are going to be different. All totally. of your financial situations are going to be different. Totally. All of your driving forces are going to be different. Um, you know, even your thoughts about becoming a mother, you know, maybe it's something totally. that you've been wanting for and trying for for a long time. And it's maybe something that happens as an accident and you're maybe not as excited about it. And that's okay, too. Totally. And, um, you know, just having that grace to figure out what works best for you Definitely. and, um, you know, just having compassion around whatever that means for you totally. is super important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again for coming on the show, Emily. It was really fun having you here. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. And um, hopefully this helps our listener a little bit. And if there's any follow-up questions, please reach out. Thank you so much for listening. And please reach out to us if you have any questions or topics you would like covered. We love suggestions. Find us at www.alignwiththemassagebusinessmama.com. Also, we wouldn't hate it if you were inclined to share or review our episode. Until next time, stay healthy, massage therapists.